Hello everyone, this is uh, Kerwin and my buddy. This is Kushro. And welcome to another episode of What's Happening in Travel. Uh, this episode is episode number 20 and we're recording it on July 25th. And today's episode is slightly different because um, I took a flight. Good Lord. And uh, so you know, Kushro and I were going to talk about it. And... Um, It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. So, uh, so now Kusha is going to ask the questions and, uh, and I'm going to try to answer them to the best of my ability. All right, Kusha, you're on, man. So the, uh, actually, I've been curious about this since you took it because um, I don't really know anyone else who's taken a U.S. domestic flight. So um, I actually do have a lot of questions. Okay, but you right. said you stayed at a hotel as well, right? Yeah, so um, I, I stayed at a Marriott at the uh, um, Denver, Denver airport because the flight was from Denver to Houston. And uh, the, the thing about the Marriott experience is first they had a, a, a uh, I, could, I could check in online. And I got the message check in online and I went to check in online and then it said uh, it wasn't, it only gave me check in hours between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m., which is really weird because I wanted to check in at 10 p.m. So that didn't work. And then I kept trying and it got stuck at 2 a.m. So I was checked in for 2 a.m. And it said, you've been checked in, you're good to go. So then I called them up just to make sure that it's okay. And when I called the guy, he was like, yeah, you're fine. It's okay. You can show up at 10. We don't have any problems with that. And I got Because those are two different days, right? 10 p.m. Uh, is very different from 2 a.m. Well, right. But, well, the good thing is it was the same day that I was doing it. So it was like, yes. to, yeah. but it was stupid because it made me check in after this was like maybe four or five o'clock in the evening I was doing it. And it was allowing me to put a 2 a.m. time frame into the thing. So clearly it wasn't working. And I don't know if they've tested it or whatever they've done, but it wasn't working. Because so, I don't know if you have, sorry, uh, I don't know if you've gotten this, but I've been getting a series of emails from Marriott explaining in blow-by-blow blow detail about how they've, uh, they're sanitizing rooms and touchless check-in and this and that and ensuring our safety. So I'm curious to know if they actually, uh, if that actually is true. Well, so did I, you have check, touchless check-in? No, no, there's no touchless check-in at all. Um, and when, so I get to the hotel and then the first thing about touchless is, they had a thing up after, because it was after hours, you had to buzz the intercom to get into, okay. to get into the thing. So there goes your touch list, right? Totally gone. Um, or you, you had to use your intercom or put your, your ID against the, the thing to open the door. Now, I guess if, my, if, if I was checked in online, like it said I was, then I wouldn't been able to do that, but I was. So um, I, I go, crap, I got to take out a glove. So I took a glove out and pressed it into count. <laughs> and the, um, the guy at the desk uh, opened. Because one guy was on the phone. And I was trying to get his attention, but he couldn't see me. The other guy was in the back, apparently. And eventually, when I pressed the intercom, he came out. And uh, he came out from behind, and he opened the door. Um, okay. They, so I got in, uh, one glove hand. And... Uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, right. So he's standing behind a, a plexiglass thing that they have. Huh. And they have, yeah. a, a, I guess, a thing for you to stand on the ground, which I didn't even see, but it's way back. 
So I went okay. up kind of close to him, like maybe three feet away. Um, and then, um, you know, he said hello and I said hello. And I gave him my name and he looked me up and he goes, okay. And he didn't, he didn't um, acknowledge my, uh, my gold status, which they're supposed to do. Didn't thank me for coming and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then he, he asked me for credit card and ID. And I kept thinking, so I said to him, I go, are you going to touch my ID and my credit card? And then he goes, well, you can just show me the ID. So I showed him the ID through the plexiglass, and he was okay with that. And then for the credit card, I go, well, don't you have my credit card in my reservations? I mean, you would have charged it if I hadn't showed up. And he goes, yeah, but we have to swipe it anyway. And I said, well, can I swipe it or can I use my phone to do the touchless thing? He goes, no, you can't use your phone, your uh, Apple Pay or your Samsung Pay. You have to swipe the card. So then he pushes okay. out a, he pushes out a okay. card thing and um, under, the, under the, the plexiglass thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to swipe the card and it's not working. Try to swipe the card and it's not working. So like three, four times we tried to do it. And finally um, it, it worked and he got the information he needed. And then um, instead of him like, I don't know if maybe try for me to check in again, touchless, he produces two cards for the rooms in the normal, in the normal paper pouch. And he had- You were supposed to be able to do that via your phone, I believe. Yeah. And that was in the email. And that was on the, on the video that the, the CEO said. Because I went back oh. and I looked at the video. And so, nope, I got two regular keys and I got a paper pouch. And then um, he didn't explain anything to me about you know, how, what Myrit is doing, what the meal stuff was like, um, nothing like that. I did notice they have a little thing on the side and that's a piece of paper that explained basically what was happening. It's COVID and what they're trying to do and things mm. like that. And so I took a picture of it. But, um, but there was no, you know, thank you so much for staying with us. Um, I didn't feel like I was a welcome guest. I, I, I just gave him my key and I said, well, um, you know, I just checking if there are any upgrades available. Because on, on my thing it says upgrade eligible. And he goes, no, we don't, we don't have any upgrades, but I can upgrade your room. So he switched the room from a two bed to a single, to a king, which is, it, it, it was just weird, which was not an upgrade of a room. It was the same picture of the rooms that they had on their website. So it wasn't an upgrade. He said he didn't have any suites. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Now I found out that they had um, 90, it's like about a 300 room hotel, close to that. And they had 90 rooms because the parking lot was full. And so I thought that was odd. I, I mean, I was trying to think, where are these people? People, going? yeah. Yeah. Um, Granted, you have to give them some allowance that it was late-ish in the night, but still. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so um, went up to the room. And in the elevator, you know, of course, you have to press the button for the elevator, for the elevator to wait. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh, is there somebody going to be in the elevator? Luckily, there wasn't anyone in the elevator. So that was good. And then I get up to the um, get up to the floor and use the key on the door and got into the and got into the room. And then once I got into the room, there was no sign or anything that mentioned anything about maybe um, you know we've cleaned the room. We've done. They normally have these marketing things that they normally have, right? So it's not that they can't afford to print those things. Yeah. It's something that they do. 
but there was nothing. It was just like a regular room. It looked normal. And so um, I just got around to start wiping things down, <laughs> which took me like 15 Yeah, so no notification like they were supposed, at least that was mentioned in my emails, that they had cleaned the remote and this and that. And nope. Nothing. Everything had been sanitized. Yep, there's nothing Maybe like that. that's over and done with? I don't uh, know. No, they're supposed to be, be doing that. Um, so I called down and spoke to the manager, oh. and he was like, um, well, it wasn't the manager, the supervisor was there. He goes, oh, you know, I'm so sorry, that shouldn't have happened. But he didn't offer any, any amenities or, or, or nothing to make up for whatever happened. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, even, you were supposed to get bonus points. The guy at the front desk didn't even say, you know, you're going to get your bonus points in your account. And I've checked and the bonus points aren't even there. Um, it was just what like, are the bonus points for? I think, uh, well, as a, I, think as, I think as a gold member, you get like okay. somewhere between 250 and 500 points for staying okay. each day. Um, but there was no explanation or anything. So I wiped everything down uh, in the everything that was going to be touched in the room, like all the counters and the light switches and mm -hmm. the TV remote and the desk and the phone and all that. They didn't even touch the whole coffee thing because I was like, no, I'm not touching that. <laughs> So left all that stuff behind. I'm amazed you had wipes to touch down to clean up everything. Oh, dude, I brought, a whole, I brought a bunch of wipes. Available. Well, you know what? Okay. So, so I've noticed that there are wipes available now, and in, in, you know, like Costco has, uh, but you have to go okay. like on specific days. You have to go early in the morning. And I just went to let Randall's, and Randall's had some wipes as well. So they're coming back slowly. Um, and you just kind of have to be strategic. Like if you go to HEB and order the night before, you can get the wipes for the next morning, but they charge you four ninety five because they've shopped for you. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, well, whatever. Um, so that was, so the, the next, the next morning, um, I <laughs> got up when I was walking around and then I, I saw the ladies who were cleaning and I said, are you guys doing anything different in the room? So she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, you know, because of the pandemic, are you doing any extra cleaning? She goes, oh, yeah, 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 let me show you. And she popped the door open, and they had taken off all the sheets off the bed, and she actually had them on her cart that I saw her with. And the person who was taking off the sheets is not the person who is cleaning the room. So, um, and it, so she said, yeah, we, we take all the stuff out, and then... Um, uh, you know, they do the, the spray thing, they just spray with disinfectant and they spray everything in the room. Um, uh, but I didn't have any, th there was, I think I would have felt better if they had told me that this is what they did, uh, mm. you know, in, in the form of a little note inside the room or something like that. And then I saw the ladies who were doing the beds and stuff. She had uh, all the clean sheets and the, and the dirty sheets never touched where the clean sheets was. So they're really doing okay. a good a good job of that. And I poked my head into one of the rooms and saw them cleaning the room and stuff like that. So Am I confusing brands or are did Marriott say that they were going to leave a room vacant for either the 24, 48 or 72 hours after a customer checks out before they allow another customer in? Or uh, my imagining that uh, you know that's i thought they thing. did mention that 
I did, they they might have, but I didn't I didn't see that. Um, so, no, but anyway, yeah, but it would it would. Be, was nice of the staff to let you see them yeah, work. Though. Yeah. Um, so so that was actually quite good for her to um, to to do that. But yeah, but you know, it's like when they have these things, it's like, well, how do we know that they're actually leaving the room twenty four hours without somebody else staying in it? You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's almost you like have they, to trust them almost. Right, you have you have to trust them. But then after my experience that I have, and to and to now, I haven't gotten an email that says, "Hey, how was your stay?" And um, I can check now. I haven't gotten an email or anything. And and this was how many days ago? This was Wednesday, and today is Saturday. Okay, so uh, you should have gotten some I should acknowledgement. Have gotten something. I got the bill <laughs> that showed up but immediately. Before I forget, did you get any sort of breakfast option? No. So uh, they said uh, they were going to charge me eight dollars for breakfast, and breakfast would have been um, uh, what it would have been. I think. I think. With your status, do you get breakfast free? Uh, no, I think it had to be like platinum or somebody above okay. breakfast free. Okay. But I think it was they had a special rate. I paid one twenty two, and they had a rate of one thirty one, which would have included uh, breakfast. But but breakfast would be like I think the guy said it was a burrito and a sandwich. Okay. Um, and it would have been it would you couldn't sit and have it. Although I did see some people sitting and drinking in there, <laughs> but. Um, they would have given it to you and you could take it, you could take it with you, is what it was. Um, but no, I'm just, just checking now as we are on the call. And nope, I got the, no email or anything from Marriott at all. All I've gotten is since then is the bill. The bill did show up in an email. So you know they normally put the bill under your door? Yes. That didn't happen. I got an email uh, with the bill. And I could have checked out online, but I didn't bother. I could have checked out in person, but I didn't bother. I just kind of left. And then the other thing, too, is that um, they have a shuttle to the airport. And the reason why I picked that Marriott was I checked a lot of different hotels, and they either didn't have a shuttle um, or the hours for the shuttle were weird. Like their loft across the street had a much better price than the Marriott, but they didn't have a shuttle. You had to do Uber. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, and there was another one but it was a little further away and their shuttle times were just not not the right time so the group okay. might had a ch shuttle they also charge a parking the website said it's 12 dollars a parking um at the when you go in when you call they said it was eight and when i went and checked in the guy didn't even ask me if i had a car so it never showed up. It never showed up on the bill, and I t and I explained to them all that because if they're charging for parking, I'm not the guy who goes, oh, they didn't ask me about it. So I'm not paying. But the whole thing was just weird, and I hope they're listening to this because I I, I sent them an email online on there. I didn't I didn't blab social media. I sent them an email online, and they said she was going to send it to the manager. So I expected the manager to call me already and just talk to me and say, hey, this is what happened. Um, you know, whatever the deal is, but no word from them yet. Oh, I were you required? Sorry, were you required to wear a mask on entry within yes. the premises? Yes, they do okay. have a sign that says mask required because I think in Denver it's a citywide thing, it looks like. Uh, probably okay. even statewide because at the airport they also had that. And the, the, the driver for the shuttle, um, the younger guy, and he had the same guy who checked me in, I think. Um, he had a, he had a mask on. 
and uh, you know, he, was, he was very cordial. Um, there were three people on the shuttle with me, uh, two pilots, I think they worked for United, and they were sitting in the back. And there was another guy who looks like it's a regular, a regular customer, and he was sitting in the back. But everybody okay. was straight. They didn't have like, uh, the, the shuttle in Houston had little things in it that said, don't sit here. Yeah. But they mm. didn't have anything like that in there. Okay. Uh, people just- Were you close to any of the other? Customers no, on the bus on the no. shuttle. So he was okay. he was sitting. The driver was in the, the seat uh, on the driver's seat, and then I sat uh, across in the second row. I sat closer to the door, and then the other guy was kind of in the middle. And then the pilot, one pilot was all the way in the back, and then another one was like one row in front of that pilot. Okay. Do they still offer to put your bags on and off the shuttle, or are you? Yes, they did on your own for that. No, they still okay. did that because um, they did that with the with the with the pilots. The pilots put their bags and stuff. Around. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's oh. it, it's. I I think they could have done a little better just to reassure people because people are people are scared, right? And if people are scared to use your hotel services, the least you can do is at least try to welcome them and try to reassure them that we've extra cleaned your room. Um, you know. It just say, hey, you know, especially the remote, we've cleaned the remote this morning. If if they're saying that they're waiting, because for a room that only had 300 people, uh, uh, can hold 300 rooms, at, and it looks like it was three, it was six floors, and I think it was like, what, 50 rooms on a floor, or something like that, I think it was. But um, yeah, it's about 300 rooms. I think they could reassure you a little more to say, hey, you know, we, we've taken extra steps, not just put it on the video with the CEO. So that's why I was not happy. Mm. And the fact that they have- Actually, I'm surprised given, I was actually very impressed to read what Marriott had mentioned. I know I keep going back to those emails. So it's a little disappointing to hear that what they say and what they do are entirely different. Entirely different. And, and same here, because I, I told the guy, I said, I researched, it took me a long time to decide to pick Marriott. I said, I picked Marriott because um, you are a brand of excellence. And this is the reason why I decided to stay here. I didn't even choose one of your other brands. I chose the, well, the Marriott is the biggest one. It's a, it's a top brand mm -hmm. for them there. I said, I chose you um, and I'm disappointed. But um, we'll see how that goes. But anyway. So, um, getting to the airport then. Oh yeah, so we, we get to the airport and first thing you notice is that curbside check-in is non-existent. Um, okay. I, uh, I was flying Delta and all the curbside stuff is closed. And so you walk in and uh, they have a kiosk and there people are using the kiosk and people are also using, because people are checking bags. They have plexiglass in front of the agents. And Were you checking in the back? No, I wasn't checking a bag, yeah. And okay. uh, some, some agents had gloves, some didn't. Uh, all agents had a face mask. And there was a lady who was cleaning off the, the baggage thing that you put your stuff on to wear it. And so, Does Denver Airport require you to wear a mask prior to entry? Yes, or they at do. entry? They do. They do have a okay. sign-up that says mask is required. Um, and were you able to check in online? So did you really need to go to... Uh, a check-in desk or you just wanted to test it out? I wanted to test it out, but what I did, because okay. whenever I travel, I check in online, I check in at the kiosk and I check in with the person. 
Um, and then I always, when I go to the club, I also ask him questions at the club, just because I'm, you know, evaluating the service as I go. And so with this one, um, I didn't bother going and asking anybody anything. I'm like, yeah, I could see what they're doing from over here. <laughs> I didn't bother going over. Um, and then I used a kiosk, but I didn't use a kiosk that everybody else was using. I used like two kiosks that was off to the side that looked like nobody even knew they existed. And I was surprised because I thought Delta would have. Uh, oh, I, I was able to. Like yeah, United and American are doing, I believe. Nope, it's not touches at all. Um, I had to actually touch something, touch the touch the screen, and uh, enter my confirmation number, um, or I could have used my ID or my frequent flyer card. But I just entered my confirmation number, and I was able to check in and get boarding passes from it because I wanted to get paper boarding pass. So when I go through TSA, I didn't have to use my phone, or I could still use my phone and record while I was um, going through TSA. I didn't want TSA touching my phone. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and I, I walked along and uh, the airport was actually busy. Um, and I think it was like Frontier was on the same side and if it's Southwest, I think was on that same. What time in the, in the day was this? Uh, early the flight morning? was at, yeah, the flight was 9.50 and this was about okay. 8.30, I think. Okay. Was, yeah. Um, and so, and security, what was that like? So I, I walked around the airport for a little bit. And in Denver, um, you can go up and look down at the security area. Uh, because when, mm. they, when they drop you off, they drop you off at baggage claim. And there was a bunch of people that I saw was walking towards the security area. So it looks like they might have closed one area and they're moving people from one area to the next area. Um, everyone I saw was actually wearing a mask. And um, there were, there was actually a lot of people in the airport. I didn't expect to see this many people. Mm. Um, so I looked down at the TSA stuff and nothing seemed different. So um, I walked around, took some more photos and then I came down and decided to check in uh, at TSA. There was nobody at TSA clear, um, TSA pre- You mean TSA pre or clear? Sorry, uh, well, TSA pre, there was nobody and clear, there was no one either. And there, okay. But there were quite a bit of people at the regular TSA check-in. Um, they're doing construction in Denver, so I didn't get it. I wanted to go over and see what, what United was like, uh, United's check-in, but I couldn't get to it because they had a big that cordoned off the area because they were doing some kind of construction project. Um, so TSA- Did you have TSA pre on your boarding pass? Yes, I did. So I was able to check okay. in online. And uh -huh. if, if I back up a little bit, um, Delta does, they keep the middle seat open, which is, which is, which is mm. the number one reason, apart from the fact that I'm also gold medallion with Delta, but um, that was the number one reason why I decided to fly them. So I don't feel like sitting next to someone in a car this way. So the end of I, September, I believe. Uh, uh, yes. At well, least. Which is, which is good at least, right? And they'll probably change it if things remain the same. Hopefully it won't. So they, they leave the middle seat open for you. And if you're on the two side, and this wasn't clear, um, if you pick a seat on the two side. So what then, aircraft was this? Uh, this Denver? is a 737-900. Okay, so it's 3-3. Three, three. It's 3-3. Three, three. Um, I guess I'm jumping ahead a little bit because I connected to a 2-3. But just in terms of the check-in, if you're on, if you, I saw two seats available next to each other on the two side. 
and I wanted to pick one, but I wasn't sure if I picked it, will they assign someone to the seat next to me? Which made sense that they wouldn't, but there was indication, there was an indication, any indication of that. So what I ended up doing was I ended up um, not picking that seat and keeping, because I'd gotten upgraded to Comfort Plus. So I, I, okay. I end up getting a, because as a gold member, you have to pay for Comfort Plus, uh, but you are on the upgrade list for it. And if it's available, you'll get it. Um, and there was already somebody sitting. I had a window 10A and there was already somebody sitting at, my, at the aisle. Um, getting back to security at Denver. Getting back to security. Um, <laughs> did you have to show your ID to an um, officer? Or? Yes. So, so he, had, he did actually, he or she did actually touch it and do all that sort of thing? Yes, they do. Verify it. They do okay. take your ID and touch it and they put it on the, um, on the, the scanner thing. Now in San Francisco, when they take your ID and they scan it, um, your boarding pass shows up. You don't need your boarding pass. So just them sapping the ID pulls up your reservation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but here in Denver, they, they took your ID, they put it on the little ID machine, and then uh, you still have to put your boarding pass on this kind of thing. And I used the paper version that I had. I didn't use the phone. Okay. Um, and then he, he, he said, he took the ID and then he looked at me and I was like, well, what? Well, he wanted me to pull my mask down so he could see my face. <laughs> that's, yeah. But, then, but he should have told you that, right? He should have said Well, there should be a sign or he something. He said something. And, and they never, they never do that. They never look at people. So, I mean, it's good that they are. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, but, you know, so I had to pull my mask down. And then when I get to security now, they have all these bins, and I didn't see anybody sanitizing them after somebody used them. If they did, I didn't see it. I think logistically that's uh, noble, but I don't think it's possible. Yeah, but remember when we spoke to Ram? Ram said that they did that at Heathrow when they were doing the Heathrow is, yeah. So, I mean, they could do it for sure. They just have to figure out how to change it, but they didn't. So yeah. what, what I made sure I'd done, and I had done this before, I, I got these um, bags. Um, these reusable bags um, mm -hmm. and well they're not reusable but they're um environmentally friendly bags uh, tr they're trash bags 13 in trash bags and mm -hmm. so i put i put my bag in there and i tie okay. it and then i put that bag on the um on the in in the cart and push the cart oh. down and i'm wearing gloves so the lady behind me, she sees me do this and she goes, oh, that's a very good idea. I should do that. You mean the belt when you yeah. say the cart? Yeah, on, on the belt. Uh, side. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so um, she whips out a plastic bag and puts her bag in the plastic bag. And I was like, all right, I got a convert here. But I go through and I forgot that I had an eight ounce bottle of... Um, oh, I was about to ask you that. Yeah, I had an eight ounce <laughs> bottle of uh, hand sanitizer. Uh, because you can carry, I think, up to 12 ounces. Okay. Um, but, but you have to take it out. You have to take it out and they have to test it. So what now, does that even mean? Well, she, she pulls it. It's like when they test the, the baby formula and stuff like that. They have a little machine that checks it. For okay, yes, 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 yes. So um, she, pulls me, she pulls my bag out and I'm like, oh, man, I totally forgot. And so, you know, 
I like about maybe five minutes later because I'm I'm waiting and I'm trying to step out of the way to make people go by. And so this lady finally comes in, she picks up the bag. And I said to her, I go, she's, she's wearing gloves and a mask. And I said, well, how, how often do you guys, you know, change gloves? She goes, oh, a few times a day. And then she looks at me and I go, and she goes, oh, I'll change it before I open your bag. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask her to do that. And so she did. Um, and she took out the bottle and they put it in this little thing and they tested it and then she put it back in. Um, and so that was good. And then I, I took my bag after that, I took my bag and I'd taken out, uh, I had a plastic bag with all my electronic stuff in it. And so um, I had it. Did they go bag. through your entire bag? No, taking no, no, out no, everything? She, okay. no. She knew where it was and she just went and she took it out. Okay. Uh, because it, that would have been a whole other thing. I have another bag, so she would have had to put everything in my other bags that I have, another, another bag, yeah. which was actually in that bag. So it would have been interesting. <laughs> um, so then after that, she took, I, I, I took my stuff and left the area, and then I just basically wiped down the, the plastic bag I had um, because I had more wipes with me. So the key is bring gloves, bring wipes, bring some kind of bag to put your bag in so it doesn't get, nasty in the bin and everything that's in there because it's the same process that they had before they haven't changed that and that you do have to keep wearing your face mask yes all you this. have to bring your face mask the whole time and luckily i didn't beep or anything so i didn't get uh anyone yeah. to, to yeah. but some people did and they still did the pat down and stuff that they do so that's still a process um then uh i kind of i disinfected all the stuff that i needed to disinfect because i had my wipes with me and then I walked down the stairs to go to the train because Denver has a train. I was trying to find stairs or walkways so I could walk, but there isn't any that I could see. I'm sure there's there for emergency, but there wasn't any that you could see. And so I had to take the train. The train wasn't too bad. There wasn't too many people. Although, of course, people step in the train and I came up at Terminal A first. And there were some people standing in the doorways. You had to kind of tell them to move and maneuver. But everybody was wearing a mask, so that was good. And you just hold on to the, uh, the rods? Uh, no, I didn't hold on to anything. <laughs> okay. I just did like wide feet and, and kind of tried to balance. Yeah, I was like, I'm not touching anything. Although I was wearing gloves. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Cause, uh, um. And so then, was there a lounge? Does the other have a lounge at Denver? Yeah, they do have a lounge, and uh, one of the escalators to the lounge was closed. It's on like another level, and so uh -huh. I went up to the lounge, and um, and they they've really done a good job. They have like another screen again between you and the person there. Um, I I don't have a Delta lounge card, but with the American Express Platinum card, I can use the lounge with my Delta boarding pass. But okay. again, they needed to scan the card. And I was like, well, why do you have to touch my card? Um, so he had to touch a card and scan this. So I put the card, all the stuff that was being not sanitized, I had a plastic bag. And every time that something like that happened, I put all that stuff in that plastic bag. So it had like a, the boarding pad that the guy had touched. It had an ID the guy had touched. It had my, uh, my credit card that the guy had touched. I basically put everything away. Um, in a in a plastic bag to hold that, 
So I came in, they checked me in, and I asked them about the seat thing, about the, you know, the two-side seat, and they really didn't have any idea. She goes, you know, I don't know. Um, but I did later find out about the two-side thing, that if, you, if two people are traveling together, then you can sit together. If, if you're not traveling together, they, w they would block the other seat. Okay. On the two sides. But did you have food and drink available to you at yeah. the lounge? Or did so, you have to go up to someone to get it? Um, no, they actually had, they had stuff in, in plastic. So they had like, um, they had cakes, but the cake was in a plastic thing. Um, they had some fruit. The fruit was not in any plastic thing, which I thought was odd. It was an apple. Um, mm -hmm. They had um, muffins. And I think you could have actually gotten coffee and tea. Um, and there's water. By yourself or did you have to go up to the bar? Um, the bar looked like it was closed, but, um, and, but there was a lady helping, but there wasn't anybody at the bar. So I think the bar might have been closed because it was too early. Um, okay. It was only like eight, it was almost nine o'clock by now. Um, not but, really but, that early, right? Yeah, but yeah, but the but lounge. Anyway, is, the lounge is nice. Um, it was clean. Was and it full? No, no. There okay. were maybe five people there. It was. It was not full at all. Uh, you know, so at least they had something that you could get to eat if you needed to eat. Mm -hmm. And they had some snacks. They had the biscoff, and they have uh, had um. Uh, I think Cheez-Its or something like that that they had. But you could help yourself or were you handed one by an no, employee? No, you, 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 you could help yourself, yeah. Okay. So I picked up some stuff and um, I, I wiped them off and stuffed them in my pocket <laughs> and, and then left. I had a jacket, so I stuffed them in my jacket pocket. And I go, well, I'm going to try to eat something on the plane later. I, I guess I'm just going to have to wipe it off before I ate it. So the key is bring lots of wipes with you. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to think about all the extra waste we're generating during this. Oh, yeah, forget, forget the and waste. And how we're filling our landfills, but that's another issue. That's a whole other issue, right? Um, and so I, I left the lounge and then I went down to the gate. And so the boarding process, I got to the gate and I think they were just boarding. Um, I don't know if I missed the beginning of the boarding, hmm. but... Um, I must have because I think they had first class passengers already seated, but they start the boarding from the back. And so they start boarding from like row 26 to 39 or something like that. And then they- That makes coming, sense though. Yeah. And they kept coming forward and I was in okay. 10. In increments of five, five rows yeah. or 10 rows? <laughs> increments of five rows. Okay. Yeah. And, um, most of the people were in like the second increment. Most people weren't in the back. A lot of them were in the, the, the second increment is where, mo is where most of them were. Okay. Um, yeah. So and, do they start any earlier than normal or at about um, no, 45 minutes to an hour before boarding, uh, before departure? They said they were starting, flight was 9.50 and it said 9.10 was the boarding time. Okay. So I don't think it's any different, but then there are less people on board, right? Um, because if they take one seat out on both sides, um, and I think it holds 142 and it goes okay. from... Did they make any sort of announcement that you had to wear a mask yes. before boarding? Yeah. Okay. yeah, they did say mask is required on board. Um, 
I think Delta has done a really, really good job uh, on this. Uh, the boarding process was was spot on. People weren't like, you know, clamoring to get on the plane or anything like that. Um, so they were doing they were doing stuff really, really, really good. Um, was so there a line to board at the gate? Um, no, people were just sitting down. Um, and they have okay. like a thing that says, you know, you can only sit in one you can't sit next to somebody. Yeah. They had like a little thing that blocked the seat. Um, no, I meant just before boarding the aircraft. Yeah, at no. the aircraft door, was there a line? Nope, nope. Uh, okay. they, they waited. Uh, they waited for the people to get down. So you can, uh, so I wasn't like standing in a jetway waiting. When they call, and when they call my row, I made sure to get out, go on first <laughs> because I didn't have to walk behind anyone. <laughs> Um, yeah, but no, people were really nice. Um, you know, nobody was talking to anyone unless you were traveling with each other. Um, yeah. Did they discourage hand luggage at all, or no? No, they didn't. But there was a lady with this big suitcase, and I say suitcase because it was. And huh. um, she took the suitcase. the The agent um, was talking with her. No, no, I don't think she charged her. She just checked it for her because it was too big. Okay. I don't even know how she got it through TSA. Well, there's always one of those. Always, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, people are still traveling with their pets. Nothing has changed. Um, yeah. And we, so it was my turn. And I know right? this is an odd question, but the aircraft smell like disinfectant, even though I think it's an ionizing disinfectant yeah, it, it that they use? No, okay. it, it didn't. And I didn't get to the gate. I, I you know, I, I didn't have much time. But um, I'd wanted to get to the gate earlier to see if I could see them taking the ionizer thing in the plane and leaving with it. But I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see that. They would do that from the stairs leading to the tarmac directly, right? You would yeah. think. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's and exactly before what they, they allow passengers on board. Yeah. So you would have seen whatever they're up to, right? Yeah. But no. Um, and then maybe that airplane, that airplane actually overnighted. Um, okay. So they probably, so they probably did, did it. They probably night. did it the night before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. But no, so I didn't get a chance to see that. But the airplane didn't smell any different. I did notice though that um, in the when you when you open the thing to take your tray table out, um, it was wet. That's a good so, sign. Yeah. So but it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign, but it tells me that they did something. <laughs> Yeah. And was there a line in on the aisle of the aircraft to get your seat? No, no. People were good. Okay. Um, people were actually just getting on the plane and sitting their butts down. Um, okay. Yeah, so that was good. And I, But the cool thing was, as soon as you get on the plane, the pilot and I handed me uh, a little pack of Purell, a little okay. packet. And it's like, hey, welcome aboard here. And immediately I got one of that. Um, so no mail or anything, mail... Uh, snack and water in that packet no but anyway no, no. i'm getting ahead of myself yeah yeah th this is just oh. the, this is just a little packet before all that stuff happens and so everybody gets it down i was sitting right behind first class and um there was only there was a guy traveling with a lady and so there was two people but everybody mm -hmm. else was one passenger and people were kind of sitting like window aisle window aisle. you didn't have to and what i did notice though was the first row a flight attendant sat there and so okay. uh, I think that's what they're doing for their jump seat thing. Um, so there was one at the jump seat, and 
I can't remember if the guy, I don't think he was, and I think he was actually in that first class seat for takeoff. Um, okay. Because I was wondering. How full would you estimate the flight was? Um, Just approximate? Less than 50 or more than 50%? It was more than 50. It okay. was more than 50. Yeah, it was definitely more than 50, even with the, you know, the, the seats. Um, all, mm -hmm. yeah, it wasn't full and they cleared all the non-revs because she said, um, the, the agent came on and she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to be able to clear everyone. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, and because her computer wasn't working, so she wasn't able to clear people right away. So she was just she reassuring them. And, uh, and did you use the overhead bin for no. your backpack? No. So what I did, I got another plastic bag and I put my, um, I put my bag in that plastic bag and tie it and put it under the seat in front of me. Yeah. So that's what, okay. I, that's what I did. Uh, Cause I was like, yeah, I'm not sticking my stuff under there where people's feet and stuff are. <laughs> and did you get a snack? Where was this flight going? First of all, it was Denver to Atlanta. Um, okay. So about two, two and a half hours, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they, they, uh, the captain came on and he just did his meal. He didn't really say anything about COVID. Um, the flight attendant did their demo. Uh, the demo was actually on a, on a screen because they have a computer computer screen. I mean, this airplane is a 737-9 and they have seat back videos. Okay. Since I was in the bulkhead, I had the seat that came up. And so I did wipe my seat down and wipe all the stuff around it and wipe the window and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and the, the, there was a lady sitting in the aisle and she um she asked me one question because she couldn't figure out how to pull up pull up her monitor and so i pointed to it and said you have to press that little thing there and she did and then she was fine um it, it was a good flight you know pushback was easy we didn't have to wait very long because there's nobody there's no, there's no planes <laughs> that's the thing about the thing there's no air traffic so you push back and you're you're airborne in like five minutes, <laughs> so that was quick. Um, and did they serve a snack and drink? They did. They beverage did. service. Yep. As soon as you took off, um, they brought you uh, a plastic bag, and the plastic bag has a thing of water. It has um, uh, cheese its and mm -hmm. uh, biscoff and a little packet of Purell. It's like a single-use packet of Purell. And, uh, and a, okay. a, a napkin and a nice little little thing that says something about, it's almost saying that we're glad you're flying with us. Um, you know, tweet something and tag us on social media. But so they, they've, they've thought about it. They've thought it through. And this is costing them money because one. Of course it is. Little seat is of empty. course. And also all the extra stuff that they have to print, that little card is not expensive to do all those for every flight that they have. Yeah. Um, and could you get coffee or tea or no. drinks or Coke or anything? Nope, there was none of that. The only thing they offer you, they didn't offer you beer and wine. <laughs> they did offer you? Yeah, they offered beer and wine, um, which, okay. was, which was complimentary. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it was complimentary for the entire flight, like behind Comfort Plus. Okay. The guy and did they come? Out. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting no, you. No, no, go ahead. Did go they ahead. come through the cabin on with the cart, or is it all um, on a tray or something like that? They did have a cart, and she could take them off the cart. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. That was the second flight of the film. I know the second flight they had the cart. I can't remember if they had it on this first flight or not. 
But when the guy came and offered drinks, he didn't have any cart or anything. He just came over and goes, would you like something to drink? The lady in the front, she had um, a first class passenger. She had a tray. And on the mm -hmm. tray, she had white wine, red wine, and beer. And she had the a stack of cups. And you, they basically just told her what she wanted. And she took one off and gave it to them. And they were wearing gloves. And they were wearing masks. Um, the, and then she came back and she was asking them because they had a sandwich or a snack or something and she was asking them what did they want okay so that was their meal so um and then the subsequent flight was it the same what what um, aircraft was that a 717 yeah, or 220 it, it was a 717 but before we get there though when we, when we landed okay. in, when we landed in atlanta um the airport was busy like a lot busier than, than Denver was. Um, I mean, like lots of people running around. Um, an agent came out and she stood off to the side and she was just basically pointing to, to the board. And then this stupid kid, he's talking to her and he takes his mask off to ask her which gate he's supposed to go to. And she backs up like three feet <laughs> while he does that. Um, they must be so used to that, though. I, I know, exactly. But he, he had the mask. He just, like, pulled it down. He still was okay. hanging on one of his ears. Um, and so what they did, they took... Um, I had to go from B to A. And instead of taking the train, I just walked. And, like, most everyone was walking. Like, not people were just not waiting for the trains. And so people just walked. And... Um, I stopped in the club and in the club now, in that club, they have a, a, a scan thing, but it's outside. So the customers can scan their own cards. The agents don't have to do that. And she but mentioned- Is that, this, what, what card is this? Is this a Delta card or a credit uh, card? It's a credit or? card, it's a credit card. Yeah, because they so have- So they can actually correlate the credit card to you and allow you entry? Yeah, because they That's scan your- impressive. Well, what they do is that they scan your boarding pass first and then- okay. If your boarding pass allows you into the lounge, you're fine. But if you need to scan your card, then you have to go. They have to go and scan the credit card because that's how they get payment from American Express. I see. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, so, so but I no, wonder what it would be like. Sorry, wonder what it would be like for a Delta passenger who does not have a, a, an American Express card but just has the Delta Club card or whatever it is. Oh, they have. If to they have to scan. Yeah, they just scan the boarding pass and that's it. And they have a little scanner, you can put the scanner in it. So, so it's completely touchless in, in, the case, okay. in, in the sense that the agent, there's no interaction with you and the agent except to say, hey, welcome to the club. Um, and, and how long of a layover did you have? It was an hour and a little bit. We were a little late okay. because um, they had storms in the area, so we had to fly around them. Um, but it was like an hour and a half, I think, the layover was. So I didn't even spend much time. Okay lounge and their lounge they had a lot more food but it's all pre-packaged food the bar was actually open and there was a lady behind the bar and she was serving um there was a lot more people in the lounge um and they had a lot more food but it was all like pre-packaged stuff in plastic bags um so they had okay. like but again you could help yourself and there was no attendant correct handing you things yep you could help yourself there was a lady like she was i think she was a wipe down lady she was like wiping stuff down and okay so uh so there was a, an attendant who was doing who was doing all that um and there was one guy who showed up and he had no mask and nobody argued with him which and i assume he passed the entrance people and they didn't stop him from coming in 
Um, so I guess they've been told don't argue with people. Um, yeah, I don't maybe, agree with that, but you know what? Yeah. It's probably worth it. Exactly. Well, maybe he'll get banned when he doesn't wear a mask on board because Delta, yeah. Delta has banned a few people already for not doing that. I know, but this is just, he's that inconsiderate. I know. But anyway, before we go off on a tangent on yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the second flight oh. um, is a 717 and uh, same boarding process where they start at the back to the front. Um, and, but they do have pre-boarding, you know, like if you're a military and all that, they still do that for the pre-board. But then the general boarding starts in the back to the front. Um, there wasn't any crowding again. Um, I had a guy, when I got in, there was already a guy on board and he was sitting in the aisle. And I told him, I said, excuse me. And he looked at me strange and then he got up and, um, and I got into my seat, wiped, that, wiped it all down and sat down. Um, and... Same procedure. Oh, they, they do make an announcement uh, when you're deplaning that you should wait until, um, wait until the, don't, don't leave your row until the row before you is clear. And if somebody stands up to get their bag, um, sit down and make them get their bag and then get up once they're six foot away from you. Simple process. As soon as, we land, as soon as we land, two people gets up immediately. And, and they're not even like ready to go. They're like two rows behind me. And so uh, everyone is looking at them. It's like, really? Um, but for the most part, everybody was orderly. And we, we came off with six foot, six foot distance. Leaving okay. the plane. So that wasn't so. too bad. Um, but, but the flight attendants were good. You know, they, they make the announcements and hopefully people will listen. Some people, of course, are never going to listen. Um, but again, a foolish, empty-ish flight? Uh, yes. This one is a little more empty than the other, than the other one, okay. it seems. Um, but, and on the two side, I did notice that there were people, two people were together, but I think they were flying together. Um, okay. But there was just one person, and the seat next to them was empty for most of the rows in, on the two side. Mm -hmm. And same in-flight meal service? Did the you exact, get a meal? Yeah, the exact same meal. Um, although okay. the flight was shorter, which I thought was interesting. It's like an hour and a half or something. But yeah, it's a exact same meal. Um, same services. This one didn't have any screens on the 717. Um, and they do have... Uh, uh, if you have uh, T-Mobile, you can use your phone. And uh, okay. you can get internet for free for one hour. So I was playing around with that. And it was actually on both flights. So that was good. Because I'm a T-Mobile customer. That is very nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, the airlines really have to incur all these extra expenses that no one, no passenger really thinks about. Right. Exactly. And so, so the, question, the question really is, um, once at some point, they're going to have to start charging more, right? Uh, because this flight was $199, which is quite expensive for, uh, actually it was $223 for a one-way ticket, Denver, Atlanta, Houston, okay. which is pretty expensive. Um, so, and everybody was you by any chance price how much a return trip was? Um, I didn't. I thought of doing that, but I know that now they just do one-way fare. It would probably have been twice as much. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't done I'm just curious. Trip. Yeah, I can go back and do that, but I, I don't think they do that with the um, with the with the return fees because mm -hmm. it's yeah. I'm be surprised if the flights are that empty. You would expect a lower fare, but 
That's because they don't oh, have no. many of them, and not many, and not many people. Yeah. Are, not many people are flying, right? Yeah. Uh, and the people now, I looked at the fares. Like if I was flying with a two weeks notice, the fare would have been a hundred and three dollars. Okay. Actually, I forgot to ask you what was the attire of the crew. Do they wear masks and uh, goggles or face shields or gloves or um, anything question. like that? The crew only wears a mask and uh, and gloves. Okay. Yeah, and it looks like it's not Delta issued mask. It looks like they can just wear whatever mask they have as long as they wear a mask. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the but the crew is uh, the crew is very you know they were cordial. They they did their jobs. Um, everybody behaved behaved properly. At the end, they the captain came out from the cockpit, and so did the flight attendant. And they said their goodbyes, and we walked right by them. And yeah, and to thank you for flying Delta. And so, okay. um, I, and I I thought it was good. Um, I, I, Delta definitely makes me feel more comfortable to fly. Um, the the TSA part of it, they need work on that. Um, when I got, to would you know whether, let's say, American United Southwest or whoever, would be any would make you feel any less comfortable when um, you say that? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I know, like, like United and American are not doing the empty seat next to you bit. Um, Southwest is, and I know that like some of the low cost carriers are not either. Uh, and I, because a friend of mine, she flew to Mexico and she had, she, she said the plane was packed, people were right, was right next to her. And she was terrified when I was talking to her about it, but she did it anyway, right? Um, because I guess either it was the only schedule or she didn't want to pay more or whatever the reasoning was. Um, but, but my thing would be that um, if you want to feel comfortable, uh, fly with the airlines that leave the middle seat open. Whether social distancing on a plane work or not, if you but if you want to feel safer, then you know you're gonna have to pay a little more, or you have to fire the people who actually say, "I'm gonna leave that seat open." Yeah, um, there's only so much you can really do, though. Right, right. There really is, but it yeah. felt it felt good that I didn't have to like you know be shoulder to shoulder with someone. I didn't use a lot yeah. of board because I was like, "There's no." Oh, did you? Oh, that was my other question. You did not. I did not. I'm like, there is no way I'm going in that lab. No way. And people did use it. I saw people got up and used okay. it. Nope, not doing that. Um, oh, so when I got to Houston, Houston is a ghost town, Krishna. There is like... This was Terminal A at IH? Or it, was it was Terminal A. So the only people oh. in Terminal A was the people who got off my flight. Um, and I was the only airplane at the gate that I could see. Okay. Um, when I got to Terminal C now, which is, you know, where United and stuff is. Oh, on landing, I did see a British Airways 787 leaving. I didn't even realize they started service again. Um, oh, that would have been around noonish, right? Uh, when you landed? No, it was 4.30. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that is the time of BA flight departs. Yeah. The but I didn't, I didn't think that they had the flights anymore. But yeah, we still have an international flight coming in. I thought that stopped all the international service out of IAH. No, 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 because I think EVAS is flying. Eva's well, I don't know if BA. Um, uh, I don't know if BA is doing cargo only or passenger. Oh yeah, after that because I, I know Americans can go into the UK. Oh okay. 
So it was the seven but, yeah, that they brought sure. it. Um, and it was kind of, it's kind of cool to see the British area 787 in Houston. A little disappointed because it wasn't a 747, but we know where that went. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what they did, and they closed, you know, those two runways that they have over the other side? Yes. They closed, yes, the barrel ones. Yeah, they, they closed one of them, the one closest to the, to the street. Mm -hmm. And they parked airplanes on it. Yes. Yeah, which I guess makes sense, right? Um, and then, and, uh, so inside the terminal, though, it's empty. Like, there is no one. And a, a lot of stores are closed. Atlanta, on the other hand, was quite different. There was a lot of people in Atlanta. A lot of people go, a lot of people around Atlanta. I didn't go use a club because I didn't have a, a, a United ticket to use my United uh, club card to get in. And were the restaurants in Terminal A open? Um, no, I, the ones I saw in A was, uh, basically everything in A was closed. Uh, there, there was a one place. There was a food place that when you came when you came through security on the right side, that that food place was open. Okay. Um, but everything else was closed. All the stores and stuff were closed. When you go to B, same. I mean, C, same thing in C. They were all closed as well. Um, it was a ghost town. TSA. There was nobody when I came to the to the check-in area. The check-in area. All the machines were just. There's nobody. There's nobody in Terminal C. Well, I mean, okay. compared to what I saw in Denver and what I saw in Atlanta, uh, which I think is why you know United is having issues, because I don't think many people are flying United. Um, because I I looked at the even the flight that I did, I looked at there because I was thinking of booking United, and when I went to book and look at the seat map, it was very empty on that seat map. So I think people a lot of I mean definitely a lot of people are flying Delta because that airport was hopping. Because the CEO did say that during his uh, second quarter um, results call, he said uh, people they are noticing that people are are flying Delta uh, more so because they've issued the statement that they're going to keep the middle seat open. Exactly. So, yep. And I don't know why why every airline wouldn't do that. Nobody's flying anyway. So why don't you just say, hey, we're going to leave the middle seat empty because you know what? Mm. Nobody's, nobody's flying. So it's not like the plane is full, but, you know, I don't know. That's a whole other kind of word. Mm. Uh, but I, I, does this inspire confidence in you to take another flight? No. On another airline? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I want to fly another airline, but I, you know, I want to wait for 14 days to see if I get sick or something. Because, <laughs> you know, you, don't, you never know, right? You never know what happens. Yeah, yeah. And the stupid thing about it is that, I mean, we go to the grocery store, right? Um, because, you know, we, we have to eat. And so, um, you know, we, we go to the park and we walk. So we are around people. Um, just because in our daily lives, we kind of need We're outdoors, though. Right. Well, 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 well that's a grocery part. store, right? For the most yeah, part, we're yeah. outdoors. So it's not too bad. So, I mean, there's stuff that we do on a, maybe once or twice a week that have us interacting with people. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I don't know if I'm ready to get on another plane just yet. This one was because I had to. Um, but I, I would actually love to fly like Southwest or JetBlue or one of the other airlines that have an empty seat next to me. I don't think I'm ready to have somebody sitting right next to me for two and a half hours. Because you know what's weird? The mask I was wearing, 
um, it hurt my ears. And I actually had a, I actually had a headache. Um, and I know it was from the mask because every time I, so what I ended up doing was I'd pull the mask and I'd hold it like this with my hand a little bit, the, the string, mm. um, just to relieve the, the annoyance. Yeah, I know what you mean. So what I would recommend if you're going to get a mask and you're going to fly is to get one where it goes around the back of your neck and around the back of your head uh, and not strain your ears so much. Because mm. when it squeezes on your ears, it's really annoying for a longer flight. Yeah. So, um, but but yeah. No, this is very interesting to hear feedback because, I, as I said, I really don't know anyone else who's flown domestically in the U.S. So. Yeah. And I know one of my friends who just flew um, again, and he, he, he enjoyed the, um, his trip on Delta. He had flown an American earlier, and he didn't like it at all. Um, so, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a pacifier, right? If, if people feel that they're safer because the seat next to them is empty, then, you know, they'll be more likely to fly. Yeah. Now, the, the issue the airlines have is, um, now of course, the, yeah, so... The person next to you, the middle seat is empty, but then there's somebody right behind you, right? Yeah. So uh, luckily, there was nobody in front of me, well, except there was first class, but, um, and the guy was sitting on the other side, uh, and I didn't have any coffers, so that was good. <laughs> um, I know. I, I'm curious to know what would happen to the poor person who, by any chance, sneezes or coughs. Yeah, people just... I mean, inadvertently. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, we're humans, right? Or we'll sneeze. Yeah. So, um, so. But yeah, it, it was good. I mean, would I do it again? I don't know. <laughs> Unless I really, 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 really must. And if I do, I will definitely use an airline that has a middle seat open. Because that just, pseudo or whatever it is, it just makes me feel better. Mm. Um, and then the whole TSA experience, they really need to figure out how can and, and even for delta um they really need to figure out how can they do that touchless i i guess if i didn't use a kiosk it would be would be touchless um but if i have to check a bag i have to get a paper thing out and I, yeah yeah so so they need to figure out the whole touchless kiosk bit oh and nobody oh. checked any temperatures of anybody that i saw at any yeah. airports or anything like that um i know that's a thing in some european airports but was there a line at TSA um, at Denver? Um, yeah, there was a line for people to get to get through the regular the regular okay. line. It wasn't too bad, but there was a line. And people did maintain some sort of distance, physical yeah, distance. Yeah, I have to go back and look at the photos and and video. But yeah, okay. it, it, it actually wasn't too bad. Um, I think people people seem to be getting it that you know you should just. Good. Okay. So, um, and, that, and that was reassuring, actually. Because even at yeah. the gate area, yeah. people were standing around. There wasn't like a whole bunch of people crowding around the, the podium or anything like that. People were really very good about that. Oh. Yeah, so that was good. No, this was interesting. Yeah, well, cool. So, um, any other questions? No, not that, not that I can think of right now, but I'm sure after we finished yeah, i will over. okay cool all right folks but so, anyway um, no was, thanks for sharing that sure you're welcome and thanks for asking those really cool questions so um yeah, that's it folks thank you so much for listening to um 
my experience of uh, flying in a in an airplane during the pandemic and actually staying in a hotel during the pandemic and um so so far so good <laughs> i think uh, we initially planned this for 30 minutes and if i'm not mistaken it's close to an hour yeah it's close to an hour so um thank you guys for listening to this episode episode 20 of what's happening in travel and um and if you guys have any questions again uh you know just uh leave us a note if you have actually flown on a flight uh let us know how that went and um you can find us on apple stitcher um spotify uh basically i think we've actually made it to all the all the networks now so that's really good and uh, give us some feedback and leave uh, some kind of, um, what do you call it, uh, review or something like that. Because the more reviews we get, the higher we get up on the, on the Apple Podcast and Spotify and things like that. So um, this is Kerwin and my buddy. This is Kushro. Uh, signing off from another episode of What's Happening in Travel.